everybody, Coach John Daly back live, and I do mean live, again, with Dr. Jeff Lipp. We are face-to-face here, uh, renting out uh, a little conference room here at our uh, local uh, township and county library, which is a really nice setup. It's, uh, you know, we got, I blocked this room off for two hours, got online, I think it was yesterday, uh, two days ago to sign up, and uh, we walked right in, and it's it's fantastic, so... I do have Dr. Jeff Lipp sitting here next to me. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good Thanksgiving? It was unbelievable. I, I'm i just really blessed, honestly, to have the life that I have. I had a great time with my family. Enjoyed some really good turkey. Um, brownie, my dog, turned five oh, this, wow. on Saturday. So, Fantastic. Uh, we got to celebrate her birthday for a little bit on that occasion. But it was just unbelievable time with good family and friends. Yeah, I think uh, this whole aura of gratitude that you and I have been talking about, you know, for months and months now that we've both been focusing on, um, obviously Thanksgiving is that time to uh, hopefully remember that, um, but it's definitely something that I want to continue doing uh, every day, and uh, this this weekend was, was great, because uh, it is Sunday, uh, November 26th, that we're recording this, and so the show will probably come out. Uh, probably bring it out tomorrow on Monday the 27th, so that's when you'll be hearing it. But uh, yeah, definitely a great weekend of gratitude, which hopefully we'll have every day. All right, interview number 12 here, and you have some notes and some thoughts that you want to share. Take it away. Where are we going today? Good old number 12. So today, more than anything, I wanted to kind of focus on my friends. I want to start talking about the journey that I've had experienced over the last three years with some of my really good friends and some of the people that got me through the rough times. So this week being Thanksgiving week, I was able to go and see a couple of my friends that I haven't seen in about, you know, a good amount of time. And we caught up, kind of reviewed everything and how things were going. And really I want to focus on today was my friend Nick and his wife, Michelle. Uh, I've known Nick since high school. Nick is the nicest person that I've ever met, John. Seriously, the nicest person. He got voted the nicest person in the class of 1998 over at Warrenwood's Tower. So this guy is truly a nice person. Um, we both then went to Central Michigan University our freshman year. I went to LaSalle, obviously graduated from LaSalle, and he graduated from Tower. So we kind of both met up over at Central, which was just unbelievable. We knew each other, but we weren't really good friends until we hit college. Then um, our sophomore year, we were supposed to definitely room together, mm-hmm. uh, but then he got offered a position over at Chrysler as a skills trade electrician. Ooh. And so he then obviously took the position over at Chrysler and then, you know, never finished out at Central. Mm. But, you know, he had a good amount of time. He wanted to be an educator also, and which brings me to a very good point. Now he's an electrician, you know, skills trade, CTE education, okay. career technical education. I truly believe that's where the future is for for a very, very good amount of time in the new future. Your thoughts? You know what? It is coming back. That pendulum pendulum usually comes back on, on everything, mm-hmm. on, on fashion, on music even, on food. Uh, obviously, technology is one of those things that I think the pendulum keeps going out farther and farther. But um, there is a need for um, people to be able to do the skilled trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, building houses, the electricians, the plumbers, the the auto mechanics. You know, the auto mechanics, especially today, the the cars are so uh, so much more advanced. You know, little mini computers all over inside the car, and so these people that operate those, obviously, I think, are highly skilled, highly trained. Um, and we as a society are seeing that. You know what? Oh crap! 
we need these people. And, and there's been years and years and years of um, educational cuts, uh, colleges kind of cutting some programs and stuff too. And now we're seeing, wait a minute, this stuff's not going away. We always need people to fix things. We always need people to, to build new things and to take the existing technology, new technologies, and apply it to old stuff. Um, so that, that is definitely a huge thing. And I think, there's, I think there's hope for a lot of people because you and I both see plenty of students that, man, they're just not cut out to sit in a chemistry room or an English room or a math room, right? But boy, you give them some tools. I think of Chris Mazzola all the time. He can take so many of our students at, at Lakeshore that might not be the traditional kids that struggle in a normal classroom. When I say normal, I mean the core subject areas, uh, sitting, lecture, note-taking, right, listening. But, man, you give them some tools and some things that they can do, and they just they, they light up. They get fired up. They find their direction in life, and they're really, really uh, good. So that point that you're bringing up is so valuable today, my friend. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And the most interesting thing about it is that when we were in college – all we could think about was college. Yeah. And the fact is that, you know, when he told me he was not going to go back to Central for his sophomore year of college, and I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to be an electrician. I'm like, I knew nothing of the world of outside of college. And it shocked me, you know, that he was going to leave college and go into a skills trade. And mm. honestly, John, he is richer than all rich, honestly. <laughs> like if, if money is the true value of why you, you know, do what you want to do, that's great. Um, but for him, I mean, like he, he has no debt. Mm-hmm. He makes great money. And, you know, he did it all without necessarily a college education. Now he did get his associates and everything like that, but I will always still remember him as a person that went to Central. That's how yeah. it, that's how I kind of associate with him, you know, but it's oh. just amazing. It's just amazing. And so moving on from that, uh, he then met Michelle about three years ago. Uh, Michelle now is his wife again, and they got married this past summer in Petoskey, Michigan. Mm. Um, he stood up in my wedding, and I stood up in theirs. I can't even tell you, John, how much I prayed for a woman to enter Nick's life uh, because many years he was single, and all he did was just work. He worked nonstop. Mm. The word workaholic is an understatement that I would use with him, honestly. Wow. He worked a tremendous amount. And then all of a sudden, Michelle appeared. She w- she she worked over at Chrysler with them. That's how they kind of knew each other. And she knew who he was, his work ethic and everything like that. And, you know, she seemed like she wanted to really connect with him. And um, from there, obviously, they grew a relationship that came to a marriage, which is unbelievable. Now, I'm going to tell you at the beginning, she worked her tail off to try to get his attention. He was a <laughs> – She was the hunter. Exactly. She – he was work-oriented. He was. He prioritized work as being the number one thing. I mean this guy was going to retire honestly at 45 if he was – keep on working the way he worked. Wow. You know, And uh, he was planning to retire at a very early age and marriage or even a relationship did not cross his mind. Now it's completely opposite, You know, meaning that um, she worked her tower off to get him in her life. Now he works his tail off pretty much to keep her happy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that was a phrase that was thrown around a lot before they got married. Happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that? It, it's totally true. Uh, and I just started writing down in my notebook here. Um, so Nick is obviously, you know, your age. Absolutely. Okay. Just getting married this past summer. Absolutely. I, I love the switch of... Um, you know, being the workaholic and, and obviously making great money. See, you know, when you when you leave high school, leave college, and you go to a job like this, 
you're bringing in money right away. Absolutely. It's not a delayed thing, waiting for a four-year degree and then trying to find a job. And, and not only having some money coming in at that point, but then you're still paying off student loans. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have that. So to, to hear and see the switch of, hey, work's taking the back seat now. My wife's taking the front seat as far as, you know, my focus and everything. Um, and I don't know if you want to go this this direction here, but I just started uh, writing this down in my notes. Um, because they got married this summer. Were there certain lessons that maybe you shared with them uh, as far as what's happened on your journey um, and, and others too, uh, like in your family, that since since your divorce, um, the lessons that you've shared with people are different than if you had never been divorced? That's a great question. And I'm going to kind of go down that journey a little bit more, okay. but I'm going to answer your question right now. More than anything... Um, I remember having a conversation with Michelle about this in particular. Mm-hmm. And I and, and basically we talked about the five love languages that we talked about a lot. You know, I go, what's Nick's love language? What's your love language? You know, and that's how you constantly fill each other. And so um, you know, they knew my history, they knew it very deeply. And uh more than anything, like, you know, they were a huge part of my recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I'm gonna jump into this mm-hmm. right now. Because gotcha. similar similar yeah, yeah. to many podcasts before. I want to focus on the last three years of our friendship with these two, basically. And I have really been living this philosophy of living in the current moment because it's bringing me absolute peace. It brings me so much peace to focus all my energy on the current moment and the current week or the current day, the current hour. You know, it's unbelievable. And with that being said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to incorporate a lot of great content, a lot of great knowledge that I've heard or read over the last week to bring more focus on my current relationship with these two. So I'm going to mention a lot of podcasts. I'm going to mention some things that I might be reading um, because I think they're truly valuable in finding me right now and what I want to share with these two. Uh, With that being said, we've been talking about this a lot, is Oprah's Super Soul Mm. Podcast. you got to listen to them, people. If you have not listened to any of these, you have to listen to them. They are honestly... Soul transforming, honestly, and they have a great outlook on life. They really do. And basically how it's set up is that Oprah Winfrey does amazing interviews with famous people to help her listeners gain insight on how to save time in their own lives. What are your thoughts on that, my friend? I, I followed your advice, and um, I think it was a week and a half ago I listened to the first one, which is probably one of the later ones I do need to go back and listen to when she first just started because she just started that this year. Is that true? I believe so. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've only listened to about five of them. I got to go back to the beginning. Yep. I'll find out. But um, yeah, Jeff's right, everybody. Um, the, the lessons learned from that. And Oprah comes from a very um, teachable heart. Like the whole reason she's doing this is um, getting guests and sharing discussions and talks and lessons. And it, it is very valuable. I don't care what role you find yourself in today, married, not married, you know, working at the job you love, working at the job you hate, student, doesn't matter. doesn't matter your age. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I have followed Jeff's advice on a number of things. And I think everybody needs to do that. So that would be one to add to the list of uh, downloading, listening to a few of them and, and, you know, taking it all in. That's great. Great advice. Along with John Daly's podcast, obviously, <laughs> too, right? He did. He, If you missed it before, he did compare me to Oprah, which I thought was a big <laughs> swing and a miss on his part. But um, I will take the compliment. And, uh, yeah, I do appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you. So um, one of her guests on that show, his name was David Brooks. And that's the one mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you guys and the audience about right wow. now currently. 
And David is a New York Times columnist. He's a political pundit and author. Um, his interview with Oprah focused on how to discover and build a strong, meaningful, moral character and to have a deeper inner life. In his story, he shares with the audience his personal and well-researched path on the road to save his own soul. Character is cultivated with self-sacrifice and honor. Vulnerability, the importance of believing in oneself and gaining strength from those around you are other topics addressed in the interview with Oprah. Mm. Powerful, powerful stuff. Honestly, I I listen to it and I go, how have I not been listening to some of these podcasts before? It is just earth-moving stuff. Mm. So let me bring you to the context of what I'll talk about with Nick and Michelle. When I heard this podcast, the first thing I thought of was, Nick before he ever met Michelle. And he is a person, John, I mentioned this earlier, he is the nicest person that I know. In addition to that, he consistently puts people above himself Mm. all the time. And this is before he even met Michelle. He would put so many people above himself. And that was just a character, a moral character trait that I wanted to emulate, honestly. And that's, it's funny how you know, when you are the type of person that you are, you kind of, you know, gravitate towards other people that have the same characteristics as you. Mm-hmm. And he is one of those guys. He's a nice guy that always puts other people before himself. Now, with that being said, let me give you an example of how he did this. When I first bought the house um, that I live in right now, uh, Sarah and I were living together. The first thing we did, we bought an older house. It was built in like 1960-something. And the, all the all, the whole house had receptacles that were just two-pronged receptacles, you know? <laughs> The first thing this guy does is he buys a whole bunch of receptacles from Home Depot, comes over to the house, and we just start ripping out all the old receptacle plugs and putting three-prong receptacle plugs throughout their whole duration. That took a greater half of a day, honestly. And that's that's his heart. That's what he wanted to do. With his gift, he was going to share his gift with me. Mm. And he's just such a great guy. The next thing that we did was about three years ago, uh, I ripped up my deck. And I put a new deck in. I put tracks decking in. The first guy and the one solid guy that always came over after either, every day after work was Nick. He would come over. We would put the deck together. And we worked our tail off. And his dad even came over. That's how much of a great guy him and his dad are. Wow. And uh, so he always put me first. He always did. He always, Whenever I needed something, I could rely on it. And the third thing, more anything, and I really want to bring up is that he always wanted the best for me. It, whatever it may be. So let me let me give you the context of the main story that I'm going to share here with you guys in the audience. So uh, three years ago, right before Sarah left, actually right after Sarah left, about a month after her left, so pre-divorce time, you know, he came over and I told him I needed to talk to someone. And he, so he came over after work. He had to work early the next day. And he came over. We were sitting on my deck. And I remember asking him, I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to survive this? And he didn't have an answer. He really didn't. And he just he just listened, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was sharing with him how in much pain I was in, how much you know, sadness I was in, how I just could not get past what had happened. And he didn't really have any advice. He, he just wanted to say, listen, I'm here for you, buddy. Let's just keep talking. We just kept, you know, pulling back the beers down or anything like that. And about 24 beers later, uh, he was still there. He was still there. And uh, we were just really sharing a lot that night. And um, I'll never forget that because 
when you're going through it, you know, the, 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 the journey that you're going through, it's, it's hard to try to see past the next day. And I remember to myself, I go, I just want to stay in this moment with him forever right now because I, I don't feel any pain. I feel like I let everything go. And, um, it was really, it was really just transforming for me. It was, it was a great transformation for me because I realized the importance of him just listening to me mm-hmm. was a critical, critical piece there. And he's a great listener. That's the one thing that I never knew about him until that moment was that how great of a listener he actually truly was. And when he listened to me, he he just he just basically took all that pain away from me. Has that ever happened to you, buddy? Mm. You know what? It is. Uh... I think it's a rare skill, and I, mm-hmm. and I try to remember, it was definitely from some of the books I've read and some of the leadership, um, you know, uh, events that I've gone to over over the, I don't know, past 20, 25 years probably. That has been one of the biggest things that people kind of put out there as far as the importance. And I have tried so much to become that. And uh, it's definitely something I try and hang my hat on. I know I'm not great at it always. But to hear you say that him just listening, it sounds easy, but it's not all the time. But for him just to listen eased your pain so much. I think that's powerful. And this is, this just, you know, his friend Nick does not have his PhD in counseling or human behavior or psychology. He's an electrician, but he's a great guy. And that, that just astounds me. And again, it just shows me more and more doesn't matter who you are, what walk of life you're in, you can be that difference maker for somebody, for a bunch of somebodies, as far as I'm concerned. And it sounds like this Nick guy, again, got to add that to the list of somebody who I got to meet. Um, Absolutely. And it's just uh, just an amazing story. And I love the lessons I'm learning from from Nick, the, the story of Nick that you're sharing. This is great. And I, I don't think he set out to do that that night either. He just sat out to, you know, just basically throw some drinks back with the friend. It was very natural for him Absolutely. just to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. And so with that being said, it's a good transition because you bring up a lot of good points there. You know, the listening aspect behind that is that the next transition is obviously focusing a little bit on Michelle now and how she is Nick's biggest priority now. She truly is. It's like Michelle... And then anybody else below that, you know, because he always he's always made her feel like she's number one. And I think that is really important. And that's how it's supposed to be, honestly. When you're married, sure. to make your spouse, um, you, you, the person that you're with, feel like they're number one is really important. Don't, don't you think, though, sorry to interject this, with Nick's age, he's got a bunch of experience in life before he got married to the point where he knows the, what's important. When, when, I, when I got married, I was 24. My wife, Sue, was 22. You know, we didn't know squat. <laughs> and you think you know stuff in your 20s, and you don't know squat. And there's a lot of things I could see where that would go wrong because that experience factor is not on your side. And to hear this, I think it's it's powerful that if we can grab this experience factor early mm-hmm. from someone else's example, right? Like, like you're sharing about Nick, I think that's powerful because I think that makes a ton of difference in uh, in life. I totally agree. I, I, I truly think that the earlier in your life that you recognize what you want mm-hmm. in life, you know, mm-hmm. or what your goal may be, the easier it becomes to kind of structure it. The, the problem is that it's always fluid, obviously, you know, because you never know those variables that come into play. So, for mm-hmm. example, Nick never really wanted to get married, right? Yeah. He never really wanted to be in a marriage um, or a relationship for that general. But 
he found her and she found him and like they are like two peas in a pot. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how, you know, life will present itself in that manner. And, um, you know, whether you're 38 or 24, I, I truly think it's where your heart is. And, and living in that current moment, once again, is the most critical piece behind right. that. You know, right. so so experiencing everything in the here and now is so valuable because, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. You really can't Absolutely. change the past. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, focusing on Michelle, uh, I listened to another podcast this week. Uh, this one is from the TED Talks Daily. Okay, so if you don't know what TED Talks are, TED Talks are short, about eighteen to like eighteen minutes or less, powerful talks given by influential people with the idea of spreading meaningful personal or professional content. John, I love these podcasts because I learn so much about the world that is not in the news, mm. and. The podcast mm-hmm. I listened to specifically was from a girl named Sarah Corbett, and it was titled Activism, Activism Needs Introverts. And in this podcast, Sarah explained how activism, which are like marches, protests, door-to-door canvassing, needs introverts just as much as it needs extroverts. Mm. And it's funny how this hits me because the second I listened to this podcast – I then thought about Nick and I thought about Michelle. Nick is a introvert. And an introvert, if you don't know, if for an audience that really don't know introverts, I'm going to sum it up really in just like one sentence is that introverts really draw all their energy from within. So, for example, what they do is they go home and they like to spend time with themselves. And that's how they gain all their energy um, back and what they need in life. Michelle is completely opposite of Nick. She is an extrovert, hands down. I When I mean extrovert, she is an extrovert to the tenfold. And she draws all her energy from other people. So she likes to be around other people when Nick likes to be by himself. Mm-hmm. And they match so perfectly. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be an extrovert to be an introvert. They are an extrovert, extrovert, introvert, and they match absolutely perfectly. And... With that being said, they fit just one another like two two puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to kind of put it. Mm-hmm. And it's let me give you another funny example. At their own at their wedding, they wrote their own vows. Nick maybe said about four sentences. M- Michelle wrote this elaborate uh vow, which was like beautifully written. And you know, at the end of it, she's like, Did you hear my vow? Did you hear my vow? I go, absolutely. She's like, what do you think about it? I'm like, it was great. you know. And she's like, yeah, it's better than his to a certain extent. He only said like four sentences. And I go, what would you expect? Nick is not a – he's not a talker. you know. He's not a talker. And that's what makes him such a great listener too. Mm. But she is a person that feeds off other people. And it's amazing to see. That's where she draws her energy. And like I said, they fit each other so much that I've seen them for the last three years they've been dating – grow so much together and that's why they work just so freaking well they just do Mm. and it's it's amazing how personality has a huge interplay in regards to the relationship that you're in with someone else it really really does and you know it it made me see just how important it is to find someone that complements who you are Mm. you know and that she really really Mm. did that and then another thing is that they constantly made each other get out of their comfort zones you know so nick doesn't like to be around big crowds he doesn't Michelle brings them everywhere, you know, and it's the same thing. Michelle doesn't necessarily want to hang out all the time at home, but sometimes, you know, just to be with Nick, she'll do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's what makes relationships work. Them putting each other constantly in front of each other, it's just it's awesome to see. It's so amazing. 
Um, your thoughts? Yeah, you. I, I wrote right down up here, um, Personality Plus, by Florence Littauer. Great book. Mm. Um, that, along with the five love languages, is something uh, that I've read a long time ago, and I'm, I'm glad Jeff brought that, uh, the five love languages, back into our discussion early on. Um, and it got me thinking about the side note, too. Bob Proctor, just a great, great speaker. Check his stuff out. He made a living on uh, thinking, growing rich, I think. Taking that book, and that's his message. That's been his message, you know, in, in all his lectures and, and videos and everything he's written. I, I see that in you, Jeff, for the Five Love Languages and probably some of these other books, using those as almost your platform. Uh, but you're, you're dead on target, I think, with personality. Um, my wife Sue and I definitely opposite and for the longest time, and I'm glad we hung there in there with each other, for the longest time, we kind of saw it as adversarial. We kind of saw it as, you know, ticking each other off hmm. more than the natural fit of, you know, she compliments me in my weak areas, I compliment her in her weak areas. And now I think we're both kind of seeing that, um, you know, after 27 and a half years, <laughs> some of you might be thinking it's about dang time. But uh, it's been happening, you know, before those 27 and a half years. But you are dead on. And that's why I think it's so important to know about this stuff so that you can recognize these opposites as as being attractive, as being like, wow, you know, man, I, I can get out of my comfort zone. And again, getting uncomfortable in learning, if you have a spouse or a significant other that that's in your life every day that can help you do that, talk about growing uh, more so than you could ever do on your own. That is just, that's pure gold. That is pure gold. And I hope people are picking that up. Uh, that would be one of the many gold nuggets uh, thrown at you today. So, folks, I hope you caught that. I think being in a relationship with any relationship, that that person challenges you to be better, mm. I think it's it's a relationship worth saving and keeping. Great point. And I think for them, that's what they have. And mm. I don't think they want to give that up. I wouldn't give that up, honestly. It's a great, great nugget to stay together and keep growing. It, I, I think it's it'll make your marriage your relationship, however you want to look at it, lasts forever, honestly. Now, finally, um, I did listen to another podcast. I mean, this week being off, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, I'm going back to Oprah's Super Soul podcast, and she interviewed Joe Biden, uh, our former vice president, and it was amazing. But the one thing I want to take uh, take away from that and share with the audience and then obviously talk to you about it was that he talked about different virtues and how he believed – I'm sorry, and how his mother believed that courage – was the most important virtue that you could ever have. Mm. And this is what her mother said to Joe Biden. You are defined by courage, and you are redeemed by your loyalty. So let me say that again. It was so powerful that I had to rewind the podcast again. Mm. You are defined by your courage, and you are redeemed by your loyalty. So just staying on Nick and Michelle, they are all about love. They really are. In my life right now, they are the people that love me. I, I feel it. I really feel it. And they truly want the best for me. And their loyalty to my well-being is mm. hands down amazing. Mm. And when I was going through it, you know, and obviously I'm talking about it being all the podcasts that we talked about before, the divorce, the, the death of my father, the ups and downs with some of my other personal relationships – all they ever want me to be is happy. They really do. I know it's kind of cliche, but they really tell me all the time, you know, they, they want me to be happy. Nick, when I hang out with Nick, even before he met Michelle, 
never wanted me to be alone because he knew how it was to be alone. Mm. And he, fe- he, I felt his pain for me when I was going through it. And then when Michelle came into life, his life, she came into my life. Mm. And it was just amazing. And she says it all the time. She reminds me just how amazing of a person I am. Mm. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm going through my daily life. And that sometimes is really difficult to remind myself mm. how good Straight of a person, point. how good of a person I am. Mm. And, you know, I remember this posting um, on my 10-year, would-be 10-year wedding anniversary. I, I posted something on Facebook, and this is, was her response to me. I'm going to read it verbatim because it's so powerful. It was one of the most powerful uh, replies that I got back from my 10-year post mm. um, that I wrote about my would-be 10-year wedding anniversary. Wow. And she wrote, Jeff, I hope you know that in the past 10 years, you haven't let anyone down. The people that walked out of your life let you down. They gave up on something amazing, which is having you. God always has a plan for us, and I know that is something you live by every day. But even on the hard days, know that there are many people surrounding you and ready to lift you up if need be. We love you lots. It That's just pure love. Mm. Pure, pure love. Um, I'm blessed. I really am blessed. These are just some amazing people. Well, uh, before we we started, um, I just asked Jeff how things were going. You know, with the new job, a couple weeks in now, and he said it's getting better. A whole new lesson, you know, a whole new book that he's got to be writing almost as far as the skills and stuff. But he brought that point up about networking and how, I, you know, I circled Michelle's name here in my notes. Obviously, Nick is special and always has been, but for for a total stranger. You know, to come into your life connected to Nick, um, she sounds like she's not only special, very special for him, but also she's got a lot of great qualities uh, to help and be a difference maker for a lot of people. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. What does she do for a living? Uh, She works at a bank. She's a bank teller. Okay. Wow. Good. Kind of the finance side like my wife. Interesting. Absolutely. I bet you that bank, I hope that bank... Uh, wherever she works, uh, sees the value in her because it sounds like in just the, you know, 30 minutes we've been talking here and 25, uh, as as I found out about her, uh, it's pretty amazing. And uh, I can just see it in your face. I can see it uh, and hear it in your voice uh, that uh, not only do we all need people like this in our lives, you guys, but again, a common message that Jeff and I have talked about, we need to be that for other people too. Um, And I I think, uh, because I know Jeff is that for a lot of people. And it's great to find out uh, the ones that are in his life giving that same unconditional love, that support, that that encouragement. That And he's right. And it, it, it sounds kind of funny to say it, but, you know, we do need to be reminded on how awesome we are. And we need to accept it. Sam Crowley says that all the time about compliments, accepting compliments. You know, oh, you look nice today. Oh, it's just something I found in the back of my closet or I got off the rack at Kohl's. You know? No, take the compliment. And it's, it's got to be something that we are more acceptive of and not just to be nice, but to really take, take it deep down and, you know what, they're right. And let me keep getting better and let me keep doing more of this and let me keep shining and let me keep doing this because, you know what, dang it, I am pretty damn good. So I love that. I wish we had a video camera because I look like a bobblehead right now, just <laughs> nodding my head back and forth. He does, you guys. You can trust me. <laughs> You just hit it dead on, and you really did. And they, they just mean so much. The most important thing what I heard when we were talking about that in just that little bit was that 
no matter what, and this is what we like to focus on, and what I like to focus on is about the relationship part. Relationships, they take work. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily always going to be perfect. Absolutely. Uh, Nick and I have not seen eye-to-eye things. Michelle and I have not seen eye-to-eye things. At the end of the day, I know how I feel about them, and they know how they feel about me, and they've helped me tremendously get to the point where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel so blessed to be part of like another family to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And... You know, as I progressed talking about the many friendships that I did have or still do have um, over the last three years, I mean, they're just a critical piece of it, you know. And it's amazing how, you know, when I got married, these people that I stood up at my wedding, they're such important people to me. They're still important to me 10 mm-hmm. years from ten years down the road, you know. And that's – it doesn't go away, you know. So it made me – it gave me validation that the people that I picked in my life to be part of that time right now, they're still very important people to me right now. Right. And these are still relationships that I keep in contact with consistently. You know, I, obviously, um, I don't have contact with all of them, especially with people on Sarah's side. But, I mean, those are choices that people have made right. to, uh, you know, move on from what they need to do, you know. Yeah. And more than anything, that's that, that's a critical piece behind this is that as I talk about all my friends and a lot of people that have helped me through these last year, three years, basically – um, it's going to be the effort that it takes consistently on my end and their end just to maintain that friendship mm-hmm. because life is constantly evolving. Work is constantly having. People mm-hmm. are constantly doing things. So unless that relationship is important to you, you know, you're not going to make mm-hmm. that a priority. You know, I just got done telling uh, my seniors, some of my seniors, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving break, um, the last podcast not the last podcast i'm sorry the last blog assignment for my students um was based on gratitude and i gave them a long long link of all these great articles on gratitude and i I asked them to pick two find two that they connect with and to write about it and let me tell you brother i mean i've shared some of the blog postings from my students in the past before uh before your new job and uh great lessons but i brought that exact point up you know seniors especially you're not leaving now. We're, we're about to end a, a new trimester, um, you know, the fall one and start with the winter one in a week or so. So they're not done yet, but, you know, June will be here soon. And those relationships of people in your life that they think are so important now, and, and hopefully they are, but it is, uh, they need work. You can't be like, hey, they haven't called me or they never got in touch with me, so I'm not calling them. You can't, if it's that important to you, you cannot lose touch, even if you're just the one reaching out every four to six months. Hey, how's it going? Hey, let's get together. Hope you're doing well. You know, that's a that's a that's a very valid point. I want to take a quick picture here of him and I in this meeting room, and I will post this. So right at that moment, uh, you guys could look for that picture. I'll put it on uh, Twitter and on my Facebook page um, of him and I being here together. And you know what? I think one of those things that I want to do, and we can try it even after if you if you're up for it. Um, to do a, a, like John O'Leary calls it, a vlog, a video blog, and or a Facebook Live together. I think that'd be kind of fun just to try for just a couple minutes if you want to ever try that. But I think it's something that, uh, you know, I'm just getting all these new ideas from talking with Jeff here. Boy, that was powerful. That was great stuff. Um, any, any final thoughts, anything you want to share with what's been going on lately or the weekend or just life in general? With that being said, all of this new stuff, it, it is new to me, but it's its a message I love sharing. And, you know, the people that allow me to share this story, because I've asked Nick and Michelle their permission before I shared their story, you know, ah. 
it's it's amazing that they give me that freedom and they trust me enough to share amazing content with them mm. about them and um I, i'm blessed that way I, and i look forward to obviously talking about other people that have been a huge variable in my recovery of getting better and just feeling amazing consistently um and so i i'm encouraged by that and i've been working on jeffflip.com uh that will be up and running very soon uh, working with uh, a colleague of mine named Brian, and him and I will be working on, you know, conferencing and trying to get that ready and up and going, and then starting the podcast. And it's going to focus on a lot on the relationship aspect, a lot of the career aspect that we talked about, and my skills as a counselor. And so I think that's going to be up and running very soon, hopefully in the near future. But him and I have been meeting on a weekly basis to try to get everything up and going. So that's I'm cool. really encouraged by that. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I can uh, I can see it in your face. I can see it uh, that you have plans and to hear. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing these interviews with you and some of your friends and some of these key people in your life to go a little bit deeper into uh, what you've meant to each other and the lessons learned from each other, uh, you know, for more than what you've shared in, in our time together, which I just think is fantastic. Boy, oh boy. Man, that's awesome, buddy. I'm so freaking proud of you. <laughs> proud of you. This is awesome. Yeah, and Jeff's given me a lot of encouragement, a lot of uh, uh, advice, and a lot of just, you know, kind of a kick in the, in the behind a little bit just to keep moving forward with this and not um, not dropping the ball and not letting so many, like so many other things in my life where I get going on something and then it either becomes too hard, too time-consuming, other things come up, and I just don't stick with some things like I know I should have. Well, this is different. This is, uh, this is something that has to be uh, continued. Uh, it's part of my soul, and uh, I'm just looking forward to Mm. taking this journey with you my friend you're awesome you're awesome buddy love buddy you're awesome good all right hey folks hey i hope you enjoyed this um we'll get together again next time and whether it's live or on the phone either one is good but i do enjoy these live ones a heck of a lot better than uh being on the phone and i hope things are going well for you you know keep like jeff said find these other podcasts don't just listen to me don't just listen to him when he starts coming out with his obviously we want you to listen to ours but it shouldn't be the only ones you know you know sam crowley jeremy todd oprah you know, um, John O'Leary, there's so many other things. Brian Buffini is another one that I'm a big fan of. Um, and so I've posted some stuff and I've done a couple podcasts on some of my favorite ones. I'll probably revisit that uh, because Jeff's given me a couple new ones to, to watch and listen to. And I need to do that more of. And I hope you, you guys are finding those things too. Keep finding those things to invest in yourself. Keep finding those voices that tell you that you're okay, that you are, you're, you're damn good at whatever you, whatever it is that you're doing and whatever's in your heart that you're going after, it's worth it. Um, the people in your life are there for a reason. Uh, you're in someone else's life for a reason. So I think it's just one of those things just to keep plugging, not to give up. Don't get so down. And I love the point. I wrote this down. I want to end with this real quick. Um, the stuff that's not in the news, the stuff that you're listening to, learning things in the world that are not in the news. There, and we think, oh, the news covers everything. You know, all these different venues and channels. You know what? There's a lot of things going on out there in the world that aren't covered. And Jeff, that's a very valid point because I think so many of us are lost. I don't really like watching the typical news. Weather and sports, I'll see a couple good stories here and there, but I will not sit there. I can't. It makes me sick, you know. And and there are other better things out there that can that can make our, ourselves better. I love that point. I love all about like trying to get to know yourself better. Yeah. And I think that when you listen to these podcasts, what makes them very powerful is that these people, they share a weakness or they share some type mm. of failure they've experienced, mm -hmm. and they channel that into something that's very positive. 
And I think that these podcasts and what we're doing here too is very positive is that people need to hear that more often than necessarily the everyday news. Absolutely. You're right on target with that. All right, my friends, great place to end right there. Hope everything's going well with you. you. Guys, keep in touch. Find me on Facebook at Coach to Expect Success and over on Twitter at Coach to Success. And be on the lookout for JeffLip.com. I like that little teaser, that little tossing it out there, little heads up. Hey, it's coming around the corner. That's going to be awesome, buddy. Okay? Hey, take care, you guys. See you soon. Bye.